Hey girls, welcome to Chic NYC. I am freshly back in town from Nashville, Tennessee, and wow, there is only so much country music I can take. It was really fun. I had a great time. Our Airbnb was designed for bachelorette parties. I'll post about it on Instagram at some point. I'm still just trying to uh, fully emotionally uh, perceive what happened. It was just every paint color you can imagine, like green, purple, blue, like every paint color on the wall. My boyfriend's mom said it looks like the result of a terrible DIY project gone wrong. It was really insane. And, you know, a full saddle, cowboy hats on the wall. It's an entire city catered to bachelorette parties. At least where we were staying. I'm sure that there are cool areas, but we we were not in those. Um, it was wild, but it was really fun. I enjoyed it. If you were at one of the shows, thanks for coming. We had a really good time, and I think we're going to go back in the summer, if I'm not mistaken. So really fun. Thank you, Nashville. Before that, I was like deep, deep in column world. I was writing an article on the nightlife mayor and the running for the next one and went to like some really cool panels just kind of in researching for that one of which included Peter Gation who I know I've talked about a million times um but I think next week I'm just gonna kind of delve into everything that I kind of like learned in that process about like what's happening in the city what the office is doing like what it means to even like have that now based on like New York's past with nightlife. Cause I feel like completely overwhelmed with how much I learned in this process. And one article was just not even enough to like scratch the surface, but it was really amazing. I had a great time. Um, there was like a closeout party, a bon voyage for Ariel pallets. That was really fun. Um, the mayor was there, which was hysterical and, I got to really digest and think more about this, but it just is really hilarious and not giving notes. I mean, I've had a fun mayor before in Detroit, which was Kwame Kilpatrick, who stole hundreds of thousands of dollars from the city of Detroit and spent it on strippers and Escalades. And everyone was like, yes, we love him. Hip hop mayor. So I think, you know, I am, um, overly cautious to uh, charismatic mayors. Not that he's even charismatic, I gotta say. Whatever. Well, uh, next week I will delve in. I will absolutely delve in. Um, This week, this was actually recorded a while ago, and I've just been like, I don't even know. It was last on my list, and that's ridiculous. But this is such a good episode. Um, Jake Cornell is, you know, one one of the veins of the pod, I gotta say. And just like that's trailer just came out, I was getting off a flight. What's the first text that I get? Just Jake texting me, June. And I was like, what does this, what code is this? I immediately look, of course, the trailer coming out. They are the only ones. This has been the longest, most like, not even edging. I'm not going to use that metaphor. It's just like the longest, most drawn out tease that I haven't even felt that teased by. It's ridiculous. And now there's just saying vaguely June. Um, and David Odyssey had a great, I think it's like Venus is in retrograde again for this show. So I feel like they're really cursing themselves. It doesn't seem like a summer show. You know what I mean? It's like, give this to me in the fall, in the spring, February, March. That's a gorgeous time to start, whatever. Point being, Jake came on the pod. We had an absolute blast. 
he is watching some really fun stuff that was like an absolute trip to to go back <laughs> and relook at. Um, you can catch Jake. He has two shows, Gorge Night and another show with Honey Pluton that, sorry, Jake, that I'm uh, bailing on the name right now. Please go to them. He has other podcasts out. You can follow him on Instagram, on TikTok. He's so, so funny. So please listen and enjoy Jake Cornell. Chic. Okay, well, I wish that we were here excited for at least like a date of And Just Like That or some something on the horizon, which... I was going to tell you, I even saw, like, HBO, probably, like, before Succession or something, did a promo of, like, all the new shows coming back, and they're showing only footage from the first season. So I was like, that's how far behind they were that they couldn't even get, like, a scene or two from the new season. Them, like, getting in a cab, nothing for an an in-house trailer. They had, did you see that Naya posted, the actress who plays Naya posted, like, a couple days ago that they wrapped her character? Did they? Okay, yeah. cool. So her character, right? Not so the show. one character's wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of the six main is it six or seven main girlies now? Yeah, I guess seven. Seema, LTW, Naya, and then the three. So six. Six. Yeah. Yeah. I count up Chay. <laughs> oh, okay. Chay's a main. No, it's not. No. No, no Chay no, is no, the no, big. No. I've said it's this not. before. That's true. That's true. Jay is the big. That's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Well, it is coming. It is coming. It's coming. It's coming. And I can't wait to talk. So first I'm interested in, you're doing Sober April. I'm doing Sober April. As we sit here drinking kombucha and seltzer. Yes. I'm glad you told me because I would have gotten Prosecco. No, and I, that's why I told you because I was going to feel bad if you got the Prosecco. That's so intuitive. I'm doing Sober April. One, because like I randomly, I think because I like moved in with new roommates and we've been like going out a lot. I've been going really hard this winter. Yes. And also, I went to the doctor for, like, an unrelated reason, like, two or three days ago, and my blood pressure was, like, shockingly high. Like, really high. Blood pressure? Yeah, like, my blood pressure was really high. Oh, my God. And I was like, what is that? And, like, it could have been a one-off, but then I looked, I, like, looked up, the doctor was like, your blood pressure's kind of high. And I was like, okay. And then I, like, looked at the number on the thing, and then I Googled it, and it was like, it's like, there's, like, normal, like, elevated, and then, like concerningly high and I was solidly and concerningly high oh my god Jake and I was like okay and like there's a history of heart disease this is like not fun for the pop like there's a history of heart disease in my family so I was like okay you know what like let's I googled like how do you blow your blood pressure and it was like exercise which I like already do right and like cutting out and like eating healthy which I like generally already do and like cutting out alcohol and I was like well let's cut out alcohol you had to google that or yeah. did the doctor tell you? No, because I was there for, like, an unrelated reason, and the doctor kind of, like, moved But also, on. I'm, like, I feel like whenever I go to the doctor, which is honestly rare, they never give me any practical information, and I always end up on Google anyway. Yeah, same. They're, well, doctors Why? are consultants. Doctors are consultants. It is so stupid and, and so yeah. oddly expensive to and get I was like, no information. Well, this is all, I was, like, let's just jumpstart, like, the spring slim down into, be- like, beach season. Smart. And try to slim down the blood pressure as well. And so right. I'm doing... 
sober April, and I'm going to check my blood pressure at the beginning of May. April is the calm before the storm. That was the other thing, was I was like, because I actually think that so dry January is like, but I'm like, there's nothing else to do. 100%. But like, I can go outside on like a bike ride. I can go yes. to the park. I also am still doing mushrooms. So it's like. Naturally. <laughs> naturally. So it's like, I'll do other things. So it's right. like, there are ways to go out and have fun. Like, and it's easier to do that in April without totally. alcohol than it is in January. So I'm feeling good about it. That's fabulous. Yeah, are you doing like mocktails when you go out or what are you drinking? So I'm actually a little bit of a freak and that I actually love a non-alcoholic beer. You are sick in the head, Jake. <laughs> you are sick. Some of them are Jake good. O'Doul's. Wait, if you get an O'Doul sponsorship for I'll do something. An o- I'll do O'Doul spawn. I'll do athletic spawn. I'll totally. do. One of my favorites is Bitburger. It's, a mm. ran- it's an esoteric one, but I do okay. love Um are we I'm listening, like, advertisers? Yes. Jake's wants call a sponsorship. Um, I'm not above a non-alcoholic beer. That's incredible. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna guess you were a club soda in bitters. That's I love I a club soda. Me bitters. too. That's Sometimes even other... when I am drinking in between drinks, I would be a 100%. I've also do you know what I've started doing? I've started on my nights out when I am drinking, um, instead of like interceding with like a club soda. I've been, just to keep the pep going, I've been doing mid, mid-drink mid Diet Cokes. Like, mm. lots of Diet Coke mid-drink. Okay. Which maybe is, maybe that's why my blood Maybe blood pressure, yeah. Because <laughs> We're getting sodium. into blood pressure culture, the Diet Cokes in between. Is that like, I feel like if you have enough Diet Cokes, that is the equivalent of a Four loco. I think it's, it is sort of like, okay, well, I could get an espresso martini or I could just drink a Diet Coke. Between. That's true. Well, because this is the thing, is that the Do you miss I, espresso martinis? I... I guess I do, but I'm only on, like, day five. Like, I'm not... Oh, my God, that's right. It's, like, not that I have bad. no concept. First of all, I didn't even realize it was April. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, it's April. Yeah. Which is such a boring uh, topic of conversation. But I truly have been really bad with the dates no, I get right that. now. I get that. But it's... Yeah, I think for me, I do love a caffeine moment because I don't do Coke. That's my one I don't do. Mm, yeah. And so, if I want pep, it's caffeine. Of course. If I'm feeling sleepy. And as you know... We all oh, have our all... we all have our, our challenge in going out. Mine is staying out. Like Right. You know, some right. people like I'm like Longevity I'm there endurance. Until, I'm there until midnight or one, but if we're gonna like push through, I usually need to like have you to like pull me or like yes. a Absolutely. little bit of caffeine. So Absolutely. we all have our thing. I really just associate you with the espresso martini probably from Edinburgh. I mean, in Edinburgh, we were drinking espresso martinis. Non-fucking-stop. Yes. But that was necessary. I mean, that was obviously the fight of our lives. Fight of our lives. (laughs) And to even just be out consuming as much as we needed to consume to forget the trauma that we were going through. Yeah. We we needed espresso martinis. Yeah. We needed... It was that... Yeah. You just needed constant motivation, like mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so it was just that espresso martinis and like... Sausage rolls. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. Literally. Sausage yeah. rolls and espresso. That is the Edinburgh experience. Yes. Oh my God. Well, I'm happy for you and I support your summer you. journey. And we'll have a very fun party in May. Yes, 100%. So I'm interested that you chose your sober journey to delve into um, one of what I would say is, I think when I saw this movie in 2005, when it came Good out, call. this was, I was like, wait. This is the saddest rom-com I have ever seen. So, here we go. <laughs> We're talking about In Her Shoes, starring Tony Collette and Cameron Diaz. I think fresh off and of Charlie's Angels, right? Time-wise, it's up. fresh off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It is, okay, I've never been, a movie has never been more mismarketed in my life. Truly. I went through, also, I was, what, what's hilarious is, wait, I'm going to pull up the visual just so you know, so you see this. When I pitched it to my roommate, because he was like, what should we watch? And I have a list in my phone of, like, movies, movies? that I think, like, as a gay yeah. man I should have seen that I haven't seen yet. Sure. And I was, like, in her shoes, and he was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's like a rom-com from the early 2000s with Cameron Diaz and Tina Fey. Because look at the poster. That's not Tony. That Collette. is Tina Fey. That is Tina Fey. <laughs> that's Liz Lemon Tina Fey. No, that's too. what I'm saying. Like I thought that was Tina Fey, like my, my entire God. life. And then I was like, we like pulled it up, and I was like, oh, it's actually Tony Collette. Okay, cool. <laughs> and like, but this poster is the oh, rom comiest poster you've ever seen. It's that glossy. And then we're watching this movie, and fi- 45 minutes in. First off, movie comes in at two hours ten minutes long. Oh yeah, it's a long movie. She's long. 40 minutes in, we like look at each other. We're like. What's going on? It's like yeah. a dark family drama. Oh, yeah. It's Truly like shocking. Family Stone, but way more depressing. Like, if it's, it's, I would say, like, Family Stone is still a rom com. Yeah. There's very little comedy There's in it. Not a lot of rom, to be honest, or com. And, like, it's so funny to me. I was thinking, I put it on while I was working, and I was like, actually, this is gonna make me so sad. Um, it's dark. It's so dark. Cameron Diaz. Typecast. I mean, going from, like, My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah. Charlie's Angels to this. It's just, like, typecast as, like, dumb girl. But in this one, she actually is really dumb. Not dumb in the sense, I don't mean, like, the reading stuff. Like, that is, like, although that is really hard to watch. I like, did, like, lose my mind when I was, like, the reveal, just for the listener, it's what I learned for Andrew Shoes. <laughs> she can't read. It is revealed that she has dyslexia when she can't read the teleprompter at her callback to be an the MTV VJ. <laughs> That was super dark in the it's so and in the I sense of just entertainment world, like seeing whenever you see entertainment industry like on TV, it is kind of jarring in the first place. It makes me feel really bad about myself to have wanted to do this, and then like watching so that audition <laughs> where she's literally just like cannot string two words together to say like we're doing this on TRL. And it like, is so hard to watch. And like shout out to Cameron Diaz's acting because like you've never felt worse for a person when she can't read. It totally. is like so brutal to watch. watch. Yes. And then when like did you get to the part and you're watching when like when Tony Collette like makes fun of her for it? After she catches her sleeping. Yeah, and the she's guy. like, sound it out. Sound. I was like I was like ill. What did I she was say? Like, Cause she like calls her something and she's like you're my sister, and that's the best you can do. She calls do. her fat pig. Fat pig, exactly. It is like fat pig. Also, they keep on. They like don't. They keep on referencing Tony Collette as fat. She's like literally not, not even at chubby. All. But it's that crazy. Oh, wait, and then she does like at. Is it her bridal shower where they like play like a tape of her? Like, oh, being yeah, fat yeah, as a child. Oh my god! With the evil it stepmother. It is so brutal to uh, Tony Collette. It's so brutal to Tony Collette, and it's like crazy because it's like. They, like, it, it's just crazy because it's, like, Hollywood was so broken back then. I don't understand how women, like, her handled it. Oh like, God. because it's, like, she, like, was, she gained weight for Muriel's wedding. Yeah. And in Muriel's wedding, she is, like, curvy. I still wouldn't call her fat. But they, yeah. like, did a good job of showing that she's, like, a curvier woman in that movie. Yeah. In this movie, it's, like, she's, they, like, make, they go out of the way to show that Cameron Diaz is 0% body fat, has, like, a right. full six-pack. And then they just, like, Tony Collette, like, I think has, like, a thin normal body and they yeah. just call her fat and then like the audience is like okay she's fat it's right. crazy um it's the most it's the most female story directed by a man i've ever seen in my life 100%. it's 100%. so crazy like it is so directed by a man it's crazy like the way like, she's hot and she's smart yeah and like Ooh. also okay first off controversial opinion i don't know how you're gonna feel about this okay mark fierstein who's, who's mark fierstein? tony collette's love interest in the movie who also is 
Sex in the City, the the ex that Miranda gets back with who could never make her come and he's still trying oh, to Oh, yeah. I think he's so cute. He's, no? I think he's so fucking hot. I think hot. he's adorable. I think he's so fucking hot. And, but I hate he, the, that trope that he is in this movie of, like, the guy who, like, knows what to order for you. Like, oh, it's, yeah. he's constantly, like... like when they're, did you see the scene where they're like having sex and she goes to turn the lights off and he like turns it back on and then she turns them off and he like turns them oh back on. Oh my God. That's and it's like, right. they like refuse to have a conversation. They just keep turning the lights on, but, but it's supposed to be hot that he won't that he let wants her. wants to see her even though she's fat. Or it's whatever. just like oh so God. dark and so crazy. Also, wait, here's the craziest thing I found. So it's, It is so man to be like, this is the ultimate compliment. It's like yes. he wants to see her when they yes. have sex. Ew, you're right. Okay, wait. Here was the craziest part of the movie for me, though. It was, like, obviously, like, halfway through, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I start looking at the Wikipedia. I don't read the plot because I didn't want spoilers, but I'm Shit. looking at, like, the production stuff around Wait. it. Ridley Scott. No, there's something Producer. crazier. There's something even crazier. But than how did he get involved with that? How did he get involved in that? But guess, if you were to guess what movie the director of In Her Shoes made directly before he made In Her Shoes, <laughs> what would you guess? Some sort of torture porn. What? Eight Mile. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, no, what? Oh my god! Like, oh the, my god! The man made eight, eight mile, mile, and then next up was in, in her, her shoes. shoes. Oh my god! That the, is the funniest thing I've ever heard. One of the craziest pop culture facts I've ever encountered in my life. I truly was like, what? Oh my is god! Happening. That is really. Well, now I'm thinking, is there something similar stylistically? Why can't we deduce from this? That is fucking crazy. It's really wild. It's really, really wild. So he went from working with Eminem to Shirley MacLaine. Yes. Immediately. That's incredible. Shirley MacLaine was nominated for a Golden Globe for it. Really? She was. That makes sense. She was good in She it. did a good job. She did a good job in it. Once they get to the old people's home, I think things are a little better. Well, they it's also a crazy a movie because, because you think it's a rom-com. Like, I kind of, like, lost track of time. And when I have, like, a bad sense of time in general in movies, <laughs> when, like, she caught Cameron Diaz fucking her boyfriend. Oh, my God. And then, like, Brutal. kicked her out. I thought we were at, like, the third act. Totally. Like, I thought that oh, was, like, I thought we were... barely getting our and feet wet. I thought yeah. we were approaching the end of the movie, and then I had to pee, and so I was like, hold on, I'm gonna pause it. And I peed it, and we saw the progression, and both of us <laughs> were like, what? Like, we were, like, not even a third of the way through not the movie. Not even and we close. thought we were going to the end, and I was like, <laughs> we were like, what is happening? It's like, insane. There's a whole movie that happens that is the setup to the rest of the movie in the beginning of the movie. That's it's, a great way to put it. Well, it's, like, it's based on a book, and I think they just did... No editing. They shot it yes. page for page. That director probably did not even read the book. He probably was like... Well, and the marketing team certainly didn't watch the movie. Definitely not. The poster is so crazy. Like, the poster is just... Ton- or, Tony Collette, Tina Cameron Fine. Diaz, and then that fucking dog. Oh my god, the dog. The dog she stole from the... The dog she stole. That is also at the end when they're at the wedding. The dog is at the wedding and it's like, no. Oh the my owner god. Is it's also like time in the movie makes like very little sense. Like very little totally. sense. It's like... Well, because she gets engaged pretty quickly. Right. They don't stay. It's like, was this like two weeks? Like, right. Because the whole thing is that like she does not... It's so crazy. Like, she literally does not know where Cameron Diaz is. Like right. she kicks her out of her house and it's like... She's literally missing. Well, and she does can't... she think, doesn't she say, like, she's probably with 
the dad or something who lives in the same city. No, I think she calls him at one point and she's like, I haven't seen... No, I haven't he seen like, her. No, she like lies to her, to her, to her dad and says she knows who oh, she okay. is. And it's also like, it's... The, I, so this is a missing persons case that is not case, being like, dealt with. Yes, and also I think something weird in the movie is that like, I feel like there's some 2005 censorship going on where I think it's, like, really obvious that Cameron Diaz's character is, like, on drugs. Like, has a drug addiction. But they're, like, not acknowledging it because it's, like, she keeps stealing everyone's money. She can't keep a job. She's, like, constantly, like, running around with, like, boys and getting in fucked up situations. But it's, like... So, like, what if there's no drugs she just... It's has all, dyslexia. It's, like, all of the behavior... Yeah, it's, like, literally all the behaviors of, like, severe addiction. Totally. However, her, like, problem is dyslexia. It's, like, really crazy. That's it's so like funny. It's, actually really That's crazy. true, because she doesn't even, like, drink that much. Oh, my God. But the opening scene where she's, like, fully having sex in the bathroom of her high school reunion yes. and barfs. And barfs. Which is crazy because, like, for me, one of the all-time greatest Cameron Diaz performances personally, and this is, like, a controversial opinion, I think, but I am a devout lover of The Sweetest Thing. Oh, my God. Jake! (laughs) Seminal film. My Bisexual Awakening. Literally. I mean, mean, it's, like, my Bisexual Awakening. yes. But so, I see her, like, getting, I see her fucked up in a stall, like, hooking up with a guy in, like, a choppy haircut. I'm like, great, Sweetest Thing, round two. Yes, here we go. Here we go. And it, like, does, if you go in thinking it's a rom-com, it's, like, totally in line with that. And as it's intercutting with, like... As an intercutting with, like, Tony Collette, like, click-clacking along, like, flirting with her boss at work. Yeah. Like, and then... Which gives Amy Poehler Tina Fey. Amy like, Poehler, <laughs> it literally was that. And then I was like, oh, wait, like, this movie's not funny. Like, it's right. supposed to be sad. And then it's like, oh, it's not supposed to be, like, cool that she's, like, hooking up with this guy. It's, like, fucked up. It's, like, such a whiplash of watching. Because totally. I thought I was getting a Sweetest Thing moment. And you're not getting so a Sweetest Thing funny. moment. funny. Sweetest wow. thing is one of the greatest. It truly is. Whoever paired her and fucking Applegate, like Applegate, one of the best comedic oh, actresses of our time. I, without question, I without, without question. question, Applegate's one of the best. I would go so best. hard. I loved Christina Applegate so much that I was actually a huge fan of the sitcom Samantha Who. Have you ever even heard of, of that? Of course I have. Yes. She has oh my god, amazing! Yes, I thought that was the ride of my life. Have you watched so it? So fun. Me? Yes. It's incredible. Love it. Love it. I actually didn't watch the second season, but I did like the first season. Um, I, I love, but like, and Selma Blair in Sweetest Thing too. The so three, good. I mean, they all are so, so good. Good. Thomas Jane is so hot. Um, it's just funny. It's just. It's like hard funny. It's funny. like for once in our goddamn lives, they let women be hot, let women be funny, not take themselves seriously. Yes. Raunchy. That movie is. Slutty fun. That movie is so good. The scene where they're driving and the guy thinks that, that they're giving head is so. Oh my god, that's so like that's obligated at best. Like yes. she's like flicking her tongue. She's yes, literally driving. Yeah. Oh my god, it's yeah. so good. She fuck. She goes and then the guy crashes his car <laughs> and then Cameron Diaz goes, "You okay?" And she's never better, <laughs> never better. <laughs> she gets a fucking dick so in her amazing. eye through a glory hole. Holy it yes! is like, oh my the, god. Yes. The bathroom scene where she's like, yeah, feel him, feel him. And she's oh like, my God. So All the girls funny. feeling him. She's feeling them. Oh my God. It's so good. That, that is the feminist movie of our time. Yeah. If you really think about it. Have you seen, And then there's like the deleted scene of the song that the entire Chinese restaurant sings. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, yes. 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 I mean, it's literally incredible. It's, it really is. That is the direction we should be going in. Yes. Like fun, hard, funny, like... I feel like there was, like, a glimpse of something in, like, Bridesmaids era, but still it wasn't, like, sex comedy or whatever. No, it's like, totally. It's so sad. God. Well, speaking of, what do you think of the Barbie trailer? 
I, look, here's the thing is like, we're all going to see it. Obviously and we're all going to see it. I will say that shoe moment at the beginning, I was like, genius. <laughs> Cinematic genius. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Downhill from there, I think. But. The trailer doesn't tell you anything. We just don't know what it's going to be. Well, now I'm worried that they're going to try to do like hard funny. Just based on that, like, beach off moment. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, that yeah, they're gonna yeah. be they like, that we are like comedy writers. Like, I don't know why I'm like being whatever about it because I have loved pretty much everything Greta Gerwig has ever done. That's the thing. And I trust her with my life, honestly. But I would, that made me nervous. I was like, if they're trying I'm, to be, this is a hard, funny comedy. Yeah. I mean, I think I like also love Greta Gerwig and I think like I have faith in her. My one concern is I I think that we haven't talked enough about how I just think that like Mattel, I'm sure has a gorilla grip on like the IP and like what they can and can't do. And I just hope that like, I just hope that that interaction has not caused it to be something that like doesn't quite work because it was sanitized in a way or like controlled in a way that made the initial vision like cloudy. Totally. Um, but who knows? Who knows? I When it first was coming out, that was my first thought. I was like, I'm shocked that this is getting made and that Mattel gave that up. But at the same time, I feel like Noah Baumbach is like their dream person to do this, even though he's just writing it. Like, I feel like that's the person they would be like, oh, yeah. Like, totally. they would totally suck his dick. Whatever. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what it is. I think it's amazing. I think that the way that, I think the cast looks great. Like, I think it's very fun that there's all these different people in it. Yeah, it will be fun. It will be fun in that way, for sure. I just hope it's not. <laughs> then I was also thinking, like, is this one of these movies where it's like, you know, it's like Valentine's Day or like, oh, he's sure. just not that into you. That's what it was giving to me where it was like, everyone, you know, is in this and they're all connected. But no, like, totally. it's but not. I, think it's, I, I will say that. Like, there was, um, Hari Neff was on Like a Virgin, this podcast, and I was into it. she was talking about it, and she said filming it felt like RuPaul's Drag Race, where every week is like a different challenge. Like Greta, oh she called God. it like Greta Gerwig's Drag Race or something like that. The and Madonna like, casting. But it was like, yeah, like literally, it was like, oh, here's your like fashion challenge. And I was like, oh, that makes me think the show, the movie's gonna be really fun. That's true. That will be really cute to see. I mean, she's good. Like, I will rewatch Frances Ha, like, Almost yearly. Absolutely. And she's she's a genius. Um, I'm very I'm very excited for it too. I will say I was tired of the meme in about two seconds. Oh my god. The meme was the most exhausting. Yeah, if we can just PSA that. Um anyone doing it, good job. It was funny. But that's the thing about memes right now is that like it's literally goes from zero to a hundred where it's like I see two that make me laugh and then I'm done. Totally. Totally. Well, because then nobody has, like, a joke with it anymore. Yeah. Then it's just, like, here's whatever in it. Or it's a joke you've already heard just done in this format. It's like, yeah. well, I know this joke. I'm like, is, are memes almost done? I or are memes so. going to be around forever? I mean, I think they'll be around forever, but in the way that, like, in the way that, like, are you, like, are, like, are like YouTube well, yeah, sketch like YouTube videos, videos. Like, yeah, exactly. In like right now, like humor, yeah. no, right, but like right. they get made. Right, everything's cyclical. It's so funny. Like I feel like when that first started, and there was like meme accounts. It was just like the best thing ever. But people are still making. I feel feel like it's just getting more niche, as it should, right. which is fun. And there's all these like you know downtown <laughs> meme accounts that I do love and like follow religiously. But it's just I think formatting. I think it's an issue of formatting. It's an issue of formatting and it's an issue of just like, it's sort of like when, 
once the art form becomes this thing where like enough people who are like decent at it do it, it's just like there's so much of it that it stops being funny. Totally. You know? Yeah. Well, okay, you're watching Will and Grace. Obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed. It is truly so I guess it was like a year-ish ago. Maybe you started during COVID. No, I think it was after that. Frank, my straight boyfriend, um, was like, I'm watching Will and Grace. And I showed it at the beginning. He was like, it's the greatest show in the world. And I was like, actually, that's genius. And when I watched it, I was like, this is, and I've like revisited that pilot several times, just like in pilot writing. It is to the T what sitcoms like were intended to be I mean, why they were is, invented it is i mean i watch it and i like laugh and i like applaud like i'm literally clapping like i'm like this is it is the art form at the highest version where it is like the the writing is so laser on and the performers are all know their characters exactly yes. right yes. and know like the the musicality of like it's also made me be like, wait, I love, like, multicam when it's good yeah. is, like, live theater. Like, it is good live physical theater. And totally. the jokes are so funny. And it is just, like, oh, it's so good. Like, and it's not, obviously, like, Karen and Jack get the greatest laugh lines. But, like, Karen and Will, or Grace and Will, like, come through with, like, good, their good moments, too. They do. And the fact that, like, Grace, like, Deborah Messing can play Grace as, like, she's such... She would be so unlikable. Like, on paper, in general. It's a miracle. It is a true miracle. Yeah, the way Deborah Messing plays her is... The way she vacillates between, like, completely self-pitying narcissistic and then critical of the other characters is, like... It's kind of It's brilliant. genius. Do you see bros? Of course I saw bros. Of course I saw Wait, I feel like... Okay, wait, can I say this about bros? Yes. People, I feel like the Deborah Messing moment mm. was very divisive. And to me, I was, like, best part of the movie. Me too. I thought the Deborah Messing part was the best part of the movie. And some people hated it. And I was, like, I think that, like... I think something that's hard to do, and I think this did happen to bros, like, regardless of... I don't want to get into bros discourse. Right, like, actually right. <laughs> we can't, we can't. But I think that, like, there is, like, an element of, like, going into something, watching it being, like, I'm here to find... I'm here to find my thing to complain about on Twitter about of it, because, like, the general consensus Which was the entire like Right, and everyone went into that movie being, like... Everyone went into that when movie being, like, why about? do I like Tar more than this? Right. Like, yes, it was literally, right. like, the mindset going in yes. is, like, how yes. am I going to say that this isn't good? And so it's, like, I feel like some people just pick the Deborah Messing part. And I was, like, no, no, no you guys, that shows that bad the, taste. Because, like, yeah. that is the part that's, like, I just thought it was genuinely so funny. But I think you it also was. don't get it if you didn't watch Will and Grace. You don't get Well, and it's almost generational. Like, I know Billy Eckner's not that much older than us. But I feel like at that time, like, because there wasn't the internet, because there wasn't, like, this, like, viral gay culture going on. Like, it's almost like she hadn't had that moment of, like... And, gays are obsessed with me, blah, blah, blah. And also, I don't think that pe- younger people understand that it's like, no, no, no. Grace Adler was the only female character on TV that was talking to gay men. 100%. Like, Phoebe, Rachel, and Monica weren't talking to the fags. Right. Grace was. Exactly. So it's like also that thing where it's not like, people don't understand that level of like focus that that, it was like, there was, it is also really crazy to watch Blue and Grace now and like be like, Damn, this was on Prime. It makes you a little sad totally. because it feels like culture swung back, back so far. Yeah. Where it's like they're making like fucking bottoming jokes on NBC eight o'clock. Eight o'clock at night. Like, yep. it's, it's it is awesome. There. It's yes. fucking awesome. Like we have totally regressed. And it's like, wow, that wouldn't happen now. And like it's kind of um it's kind of amazing. Yeah. It really is. And it does make me sad in that sense that like it would not be bought today. And, like, yeah. it is, it's, like, okay, what did 
here's the thing where it's like, we're conservatives just like, okay, freak show, we're fine with it, blah, 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 because it was this like seemingly contained thing. Also, I think because it was New York, like, okay, we don't have that here. We could never have that here. And now the gay culture is like inundating your communities. Now everyone's like too afraid to have It's also the thing where it's like TV used to the art form where they would hire like new and up and coming talent because it wasn't movies where now TV is like TV. And so it's like, it's like Sean Hayes had had like one role before so before insane. like one of the greatest comedic performances that's ever been on television literally you know I mean? it's, yeah. like, it's like that wouldn't happen now like that's not who they would cast no no and that part that is like a bummer it is but it is it is so amazing to watch and especially like like you said like everyone knows their characters that is what everyone tries to do in sitcoms is like figure out these like insane characters and like you know yeah find someone who can nail them but why does it not work every time? Like, just, I don't even know the last sitcom that I, like, watched, but I was like, how, I feel like it's just one of those magical shows that just, like, everyone was cast correctly. It, it was incredible writers. Came together. It, it was incredible writers. It was an incredible cast. And then it was, I think it was that, like, once they found what they had, it's like, this is the thing. It's like, you put money in it. It's And I think right. we're, I'm hoping we're coming back because I feel like that's what's happening with Abbott, but it's like, True. it's like, that is once again. It's like, it's like, Part of what also makes it's like yeah, that you put a shit ton of writers that you pay well yeah. to come up with twenty two episodes, and it's like you get like that is also there's something nice about having that many episodes where you end up in these like really high drinksy situations like yeah. you have space when you twenty two episodes to do the episode where Karen ends up having to be the actor in the <laughs> the sexual harassment video that Jack books where he puts yes. his tongue in here. It's like one of the greatest episodes ever. It's incredible. Like. It, there's just, and also the other best, you know what, like, that also needs to come back that's so fun about Will and Grace is the guest starring, the guest oh, stars. Oh my God. Like, that doesn't, like, it, it's, the it sucks because it's like the, it's like this thing that used to happen where it's like, if a time, if a primetime TV show got really big, then like huge stars would come and right. it's like, you get like. They got fucking Cher. They got Cher. They got Janet Jackson. Jackson yeah. They got. I think they got J-Lo. Yeah. But there's also... I'm trying to think... I, we've been watching... There's other, like, really big guest stars. And it's, like, so fun. It's so fun. It's a huge gag. And it is, like... They had them well... Because they filmed it in L.A. on sets. I feel like you get the money... If you're filming in L.A. on sets. But I will say... Of the shows that pretend to be in New York... That is the best. I forget that it's in L.A. all the time. Which I forget is, that it's in L.A. Which is the goal. All the time. Isn't that insane? Because they actually put the effort in where, I don't know if you're a Friends fan, I am not, they rarely talk about real locations. Like, the fact that Jack was like, I'm doing my solo show at the duplex. Like, yeah, inside and the fact that, baseball. Like, in, oh, like, there's genius. It's because it's made by fags. Like, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. like when they go to the gym, it's a fucking it's a crunch. crunch, babe. It's yeah. a crunch. Yeah. And it is a, like photorealistic correct crush. yes like yes that shit matters like it, that's why I that is it was made by gay people it's like the crunch of it all like you know what i mean it's not like it's not like grocery store it's citarella do you know what i mean they yep. like know the references yep. Yep. and it like that adds like a texture to it it makes it so and much not better. just i will say like not just that's one of those things that i think people forget about where it's like not just for new yorkers like totally that specificity is for everyone Every, because yes. even if because it's like I'm then a gay boy, twelve, watching it in Vermont, going, "What's Crunch?" and looking totally. it up online, and then yes. being like, oh, "There's a gym in cr- for gay people in, Ver- <laughs> in New York." New York got Crunch. I want to join Crunch. Yeah, like literally. Yeah, it is beautiful. Well, it's also like respecting your audience in that way. 
to like put those details in. 100%. That's what bothers me about Friends. Like, I literally, the only time I watch Friends, it's like my grandma loves it. I'm like sitting on the couch watching it with her. Yeah. And it is just kind of like, they're not phoning it in, but they are. Like, at least for that. Like, it, the city was never the focus. No. Whereas I feel like in Will and Grace, the city is the focus. Queer culture is the focus. It's just like. 100%. It's gorgeous. Ugh. Yeah, if you're yeah, talking about like New York it. shows that like really do New York, it's like Sex and the City is one end of the spectrum. Will and Grace is like not far that down. And I Friends agree. Is a different end of the spectrum. I agree. And the fact that it wasn't filmed there, it's fucking impressive. Okay, well, I do. We have not talked. I feel like in depth in person about Scream Six, and I do just want to get a <sighs> oh, little okay. bit of no, text. That's good. Yes. Yeah. Um. Like first impressions. The, had a fucking ball. Time had a life. ball. Had yep. a blast. Loved it. Same. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I think it was fantastic. I think Melissa Barrera upped her fucking game. That's what I said, too. I was like, what what camp did she go to? Can I go? Like, can I go? It's amazing. She, at the end, when she's in that fucking tank top, dark hair, she was a slayer. She became a slayer. Yes, yes. She became a slayer. I was like, I'm obsessed. She's so hot. I'm like, you started Final Girl fashion in that moment. It was, she looked like... And I feel like that's the thing we haven't seen is, like, the hot badass. Yeah. Like, she looked strong. She looked, like, hot. Yep. And not in, like, a sexual and not way. In a male and, like, Daisy. I don't want to fuck her. Yes. I want her to kick me. Yes. Like, yes. that's, like, she looked... Like Faith. It was Faith. It was Faith. It was Faith. And I thought the kills were really fun. I mean, I, I think... I thought one of those things where it's, like, you can put a negative spin on it, you can put a positive spin on it. Right. I think it's very Scream to have a New York set movie that is blatantly Montreal. And right. it's actually very Scream. <laughs> yes. I think that's very, like, correct in a way. It's like When they could have just said Columbia, but they chose to make up an Make up a college and then have college. it be on the 4-5 line. Like, when right. she runs the subway and I'm like, I'm like, oh, so they're in Deep Crown Heights? <laughs> that's where they're going to college? Like, this is crazy. Like, it makes no sense. Like, yeah. it looks it looks literally not at all like New York, and I love yep. that. Yep. Um, I thought that the... I thought that the opening fake out was brilliant. Having the killer get killed. I was like, what a genius twist. I feel like like anytime I've heard a criticism and they don't like the reveal or they think it's... I I feel like a lot of people are missing that it's like... I think they brilliantly paralleled Scream 2 in a way Mm. that was interesting. Because it's the same thing as Scream 2. Yeah, I really hadn't thought about that, but it's you're right. Laurie Metcalf to Dermot Moroni. Yeah. Like, it's the same. They literally mirrored Scream 2 That's in a so truly funny. genius way because it was, like, obvious but not obvious. Because I was like, is it going to be Kirby? Like, you right. kind of knew, but you kind of didn't. I didn't see the... I didn't see the dead girl coming back, so they got me with one twist. Totally. And I think it's... I think they do a fun job of making it obvious but not obvious. Like, they tell you who it is, but then you don't know. Like, it could be the new boyfriend. It might not be. Like, right. it's, it, I think it's really fun how they do that. And I thought the way they pe- mirrored Scream 2 was really fun. I hear a lot of people saying they think Melissa Barrera is going to become the killer in Scream 3. I think you're delusional. But I th- they're not you're... going to tease it that hard and then do it. No, it's like... That... And they are putting in that, like, these are the, the four. four. So there's no way they're changing them. This movie really pushed the boundaries of, like, like in Scream... We thought they died and they didn't die. I mean, in Scream yeah. 7, like, Jasmine Savoy is going to get fully beheaded and yeah. then, like, wheel up and on a wheelchair like, at the end of the movie being like, they gave me Vicodin! And, like, it'd be fine. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Totally. Mason Gooding Jr. got stabbed... Or not, it's Cuba Gooding Jr. and just Mason Gooding. <laughs> yeah. Mason Gooding got stabbed, like, 30 times. Yeah. And then yeah. was fine. Which I really, and not to be like, I want him to die, but I was like, that was a really nice, and especially if we're doing like, you know, this kind of like 
not girl power narrative, but in that way, like, I wouldn't have mind if they lost the guy. I and was kind of like, down. Because it's yeah. also very Sydney to, like, that thing is, like, that's, like, the thing is, like, they need to lose someone. Exactly. You know, like, there Sydney needs to be loses people. pain in the depths of their souls of yeah. what this has done to them. Uh, yeah. And romantically, I really liked that. Like, they finally figured it out, and then she watched him die. It was, like, nice. That Love was, that. Yeah, I thought it was a good arc. So I was a little bummed by that. But I overall had an absolute fucking blast. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. It looked great. Courtney Cox putting the killer on hold. Oh, and then shooting. I mean, yeah. that was fun. so great. Fun. I, yeah. I'm curious what, like... I felt like it was a weird... The way they handled Gail was a little weird. Like, she basically gets, like, killed, but then they reveal she's not I dead. I know. Everyone's been saying that. I think I give them a pass for that, just because I, like... I don't want Gail dead, and I was happy she was alive, but I guess I, like... I just... It was... I It was probably, like, filming dates or something. Yeah. But it was just, like, weird That's to true. have it be this big thing, and then, like, it's just revealed on the phone. Like, Gail's alive. Like, FYI, Literally. I feel like she's alive. And I was Literally. like, oh, okay, like... I was I like, like, we're not going to see her again? Yeah, cool. let's do, like, a... Let's do a her also wheeling up to the fucking end of the movie. Just you know what I mean? I'm gags. sure it was shooting dates, but yeah. like, yeah. Um, fucking Hayden Panettiere at the <laughs> end of the movie and like her hair with all her, like with her face wrapped up. I was telling like, at the She end, is like, Botox with a wig on top. Literally, I was like saying to, I was saying to my friends when we saw it, I was like, and she's like wrapped in the blanket. I was like, that is like the, th- the that is like the 300 year old drag queen at the back of the gay <laughs> yeah. bar who's like, you're part of this community now. <laughs> I'll love you. Come here. You talk to me if you need anything. You my if anyone bothers yeah. you, yeah. I got that Tatum Panettiere yeah. at the end of Scream Six. Like she's literally like in cherries, like in yes. the back. Like you've no one's talked. I've to been her. every year. She yeah. literally lives in the venue. Like yes. like allowed to smoke inside. No one else yeah. is. Like that is. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's yes. so funny. Yeah. I did honestly kind of think it was going to be Kirby. Like I went in being like, I'm I going to be, be disappointed because I already know, but. I thought they it was going to be... never fail me. I thought it was going to be Dermot Moroni, and then I thought it was going to be Kirby, and then when it came back that it wasn't, I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm finding the common through line of what all that we have talked about has been my best friend's wedding, now that I'm thinking about it in advance, because... Okay, well, this is... It, it's so polarizing, because some people, it's everything in the world. Me, some people, I think David Odyssey... Hate. Hate it. Okay, Hated it. It's really not for everyone. But for me, Dermot Moroni was the man from my best friend's wedding the entire time. And if you want to talk about um, queer friendships being played on TV, that was big for me. Rupert Everett. Right, right. A super hot B, you know, it's amazing. You'll watch it. But that to me was distracting for a moment. And also, I'm just always like, he's so one note the entire time. I was just like not buying him as an emotional father at all. Which but whatever. If that's my only complaint. That true. Is, yeah, there you go. Like, that's true. But I do feel, um, if that's my only complaint, we're we're in for a good uh, good review for me. I agree. The train scene, obviously, I feel like will be. My one thing, my number one complaint about my number one fucking complaint about the movie was that they put the reveal that they they spoiled the train scene in the trailer. Yeah. Because in the because yeah. the whole thing is you don't know which one the the scream is act you don't know which train Ghostface is actually on but in the but trailer really they, they showed yes. Jasmine get attacked yeah so you knew it was hers and I was like I remember as it was happening I was like damn I wish I didn't know which one it was right now because I'd be a lot more compelled totally that was my number totally. one complaint of the game, is that they spoiled that in the trailer yeah but you, you know supposedly what? that too was a set that they built 
Yeah, I don't think that, they didn't really look like a subway train I've been on. I thought, well, yeah, maybe not some of the details, but I was like, that's kind of crazy to make a whole platform. That's what's annoying to me. Oh, wait, the platform was a set. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I guess it had to have been. Yeah, I guess so. That's pretty crazy. I know. Why didn't they film in, I guess it must be expensive to film in. I'm like, film in the Bronx. Film like way the fuck up. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not a fucking set scout. But still. No, but I'm into these directors. I think they're doing a good job. I'm excited too. for Scream 7. I I hope Nev comes back. I'm ready for Nev to I come back. I am too. Okay. I should probably have Dexter on to tell this story, but he saw <laughs> Scream 6 in a 4D theater. <laughs> like where the 4DX are, where the chairs move? The chairs move. I saw Avatar like that. Oh my Avatar God. 2. You guys are sick. But you're whenever someone gets stabbed, you're getting sprayed with water. I love it. In the middle of, or maybe even towards the beginning, all of a sudden a woman starts choking. And there's this oh wait, huge Dexter commotion. told me that. There's a huge commotion in the theater, and Dexter has to run out and be like, "Someone's choking!" And like save the day. And it was the most anticlimactic thing because the woman was like, "I'm fine, I'm fine." <laughs> the movie keeps playing. Like it was so funny. I'm like that has to be. The most dramatic. That's incredible. Six viewing I'm really jealous. About. I know it's actually really. My favorite scary. moment of my Scream Six viewing was, you know how they like did the late re- like it was like quite late in the movie when they revealed Skeet Ulrich that she still yeah. sees Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. When she did that, when you first saw him in the glass, yeah. This girl behind us went no, <laughs> like was so. I'm mad. done with this. No. And the entire theater broke out of that laughter. That is perfect. And that's one of the yeah. best feelings in the world is when, like, you experience community in a movie theater. Thousand it's one percent. of the greatest feelings Thousand in percent. the world. One of my most joyful memories is January 1st, 2020, when the title card of Cats appeared oh. on screen. Someone in my theater went, here we go! <laughs> and the entire theater broke into laughter. I saw Cats in theaters, like, three or four times Incredible. for that. It was true community did you get like, lucky enough to see the unpatched version before they fixed it? No. Because I did. It was the best day of my life. What is What was the unpatched? So, like, they rushed Cats out so quickly oh, that right, right, they, right. they sent a re-edited version. But if yes. you saw the unedited version, which I we were fortunate enough to see, yes. there are beautiful moments such as there's a shot where Rebel one of Rebel Wilson's legs is missing. Nice. Judy Dench's wedding ring famously is in it. Right, At the end right, when they're right, dancing in Trafalgar, Trafalgar Square, one cat is off the plane and is floating in the sky. Like, it's really crazy. <laughs> it's like really crazy i know that like making movies is hard and especially one where you are cging people as cats has to be difficult but how in the fuck does that happen like they were just like we have to put it out like what the like that seems i think it was absolutely insane to me but i think it was mostly like and this is like a problem that's happening in hollywood in general right now is like there's like a different like movies are demanding that the effects be like fast and cheap and it's like they really can't be either like it no, takes time no it takes money. that's insane and like it's like a whole thing like i was listening to a podcast it's like a problem with marvel right now it's like yeah, yeah. it's like you need to invest money and you need to invest time are you a like, marvel girl um well i'm like david where i grew up on the x-men so like okay. i fuck okay. with it and i'll see the movies to an extent but like i'm not a completist i haven't seen all of them and I'm not, and I'm getting a little like there's a lot, you know. Yeah. But I love, I love the IP. Like I do love X Men. I feel occasionally so left out of culture when I am like I know none of like not a word. Like you're speaking German. Totally. 
And yeah, I think it's gone too far. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I mean, I saw Wonder Woman. Whatever. Not the second one. It's not Marvel. No. Oh. (laughs) That's DC. Okay, Jake. Okay, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. And with that. And with that. Well, everyone should be on the same team. If you're making if you're making these confusing movies, which is probably part of it, I think it's actually me being like scared that I'm like dyslexic of Marvel movies, and you know it'll be me reading out loud. Well, it is to kind of band. crazy now. Like, you know what I mean, it is crazy now that there are these movies that come out in theaters that are like four hundred million dollars, like these super expensive movies where it's like they don't make sense if you haven't seen like hundreds of movies before them. It's like kind of crazy. yes, That's and I'm like, what am I going to sit down and watch a, an incredibly boring film and then not understand it? No. <laughs> not on me. Not on me. You're not going to make me feel bad about myself. My Marvel or DC. <laughs> oh my God. I'm obsessed. Well, thank you so much for schlepping to Chinatown, you know, first I'll do of this all. Whenever you want. You are the best. Is there anything you want to plug, promote, blah, blah, blah? Um, you can follow me on Instagram yes, and TikTok love. while it's still here at Jake W. Cornell yes. and come see my shows. Oh, please do. They're so good, especially the hour. I'm obsessed. <sighs> thank you, Jake. Love, love you. you. Well, it's Saturday. I hope you have an amazing rest of the weekend. If you're going to the Cat Gala tonight, enjoy. Maybe I will see you there if I decide to push this kind of four-day hangover that I'm experiencing. It's, the name is too good, you know? And what, it's one of the last... I think there's only three Hunter events left, which is, I don't know, maybe for the best. All right. I'll have a new up this week. Thank you for listening. Mwah.